John Podcast Network. I know we'd like to lose no any chance, any ways, or any world in which you have a bit. No. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I always have to come up with a bit. That's not true. Sometimes I have a bit. It's just been a minute. Yeah, it's been a long minute. That's not... World's longest that's minute. That's not true. I definitely had some recently. <laughs> I mean, also, I, I did your favorite bit a long, long time ago in season one with the dub-dub in the morning. Yeah, that is my favorite. <laughs> and I don't know why you can't tap into that well of geniosity again. Coincidental that you say a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in a galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. Because today oh. is May 4th. Right. Yes. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. We didn't do a Star Wars. We War. did not do a Star Wars. We have Star Wars plans, but they're backburning temporarily. We'll see how things shake out. I know. I know. Okay. I was, gest- I know. I was gesturing to Allison to make sure she knew what I was talking about. I know. Right. We could have done Space Balls. Oh, yeah. Or anything else that has a, a lot of Star Wars DNA. Mm-hmm. Instead, we were like, I don't know, it's the 80th episode, it's kind of a, you know, it's a mini milestone. Mm-hmm. What do we want to do? Yeah. Like, I also suggested Dodgeball for the 80th episode, because specifically, it's ESPN 8, the Ocho. Sure, because there's an 8 in it. Yeah. And also because I say the Ocho a lot. I thought I'd do. A lot? All right. More than other people. Yeah. Sure. How yeah, many we... times is there eight of something? Hot dog buns? Yeah, or, the no. Is it buns? Uh, yeah. yeah. Dogs is ten, buns is eight. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. Okay. Get it together. It's a fucking scam. That's how they get you. The hot dog council. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the idea. Is they're like, all right, you'll use eight buns, and then you'll have two dogs left over. You'll have to buy extra beans just to do franks and beans. Maybe that's their plan all along. That's what I'm saying. Or they want you to... Make that awful internet spaghetti. Oh, where you put the spaghetti through the hot dog? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, it looks like vomit. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't actually look like vomit, but you look at it and you're like, that's going to be vomit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's tangentially related to this movie. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> I feel like we should start over. Okay. <laughs> hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. a break in there so that you know oh i'll be able to tell <laughs> like right after you said we should start over and then before we started over as the natural break point okay in case you don't want to have to like mine that shit pile for any gold it's like this is going to be better this is your argument your argument is now we got it <laughs> <laughs> uh my hope is now we got it do you have a bit no you know i don't <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, excellent humans. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our chaotic pile of a podcast. Oh, boy. Hey, it's fun. It's fun to be here. Yep. I hope it's fun to listen to. Yeah. I would enjoy listening to it, even if I weren't on it. So this is our 80th episode. Yeah. And uh, we, we, you know, had taken a little bit of a break, like a few weeks mm-hmm. break, uh, between the recording of our last episode and the recording of this one. So we're like, okay, how do we want to get back into the swing of things? You know, the 80th episode is, it's not a big milestone, but it's kind of a milestone. 80 episodes, that's cool. It's something. No, well, not everybody gets to 80 episodes. Yeah. You know, we kicked around some ideas, and this this is going to come out uh, as you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on drop day, it's May 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Um, legally not gonna sing a song. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck Disney. I've said way more like legally actionable things towards Disney. They're not going to be like, oh, finally we can sue them. <laughs> they hummed the Star Wars theme. Hunter out here like, come at me, House of Mouse. Yeah. House of should already be in the public domain, Mouse. Except you keep just being like, oh, he parts his hair on the left now. It's different. He's a different guy. So we renewed the fucking trademark. Anyway, may the fourth be with you, Hunter. Mm. <laughs> with you as well, it should be. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, may the fourth be with you. That's where we were at. Okay. And I was saying a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And that was 1995, my living room in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it was 96 by this point, but I was home uh, alone for the afternoon. My mom uh, was at work, and I was really bored, and um, a movie that I liked, I want to say it was probably Fern Gully, that's my recollection, but don't hold me to that, was like, you know, on TV, like on pay-per-view, it was a commercial for pay-per-view. And uh, I was like, ooh, I kind of want to watch Fern Gully. I saw it in theaters. I have a ticket stub. Mm. Um, but I was like, I want to watch Fern Gully again. And uh, my mom, you know, Called from work, see how I was doing, make sure that I found the food that she had left for me in the usual place. Mm. Uh, you know, mom stuff. I was like, yeah, hey, do you? can I run a thing on pay-per-view? And she was like, uh, sure. I followed the instructions and I did the thing. And um, I drastically misunderstood something in the way pay-per-view worked. I was like, oh, if I tell it to start playing the movie, it'll start playing it. But I guess it runs on its own schedule, or it did at the time. This is old fucking cable shit yeah. so i don't know I don't, I don't even know how that stuff works circa, now but circa 95 96 so yeah so yeah. so i thought i was just like i'm gonna type in this five digit code or whatever and it would you know start yeah. the movie yeah like it's a bank of movies or something the way yeah. things work now yeah really like, oh i'm gonna press play on amazon prime and yeah. it plays it mm-hmm. um and uh, instead i it wasn't a cartoon it wasn't you know fern gully it was this film that we're talking about today and it was specifically when <laughs> there's a fucking crazy action fight and then that comes to a close and just as uh jackie chan is leaving this guy comes in he's like oh my god they killed lance and he's got two trash bags with him and they're like what and all these thugs open up the trash bags and it's full of chopped up lance and the one guy turns to camera and just starts throwing up in a trash can and i was like oh what the fuck oh my god and i quickly turned it to a different channel and i was like but maybe I want to see what else is going on in that movie. <laughs> and I went back, and then I watched the rest of the movie. And if, I think, like, pay-per-view, like, you got... A block. Yeah, yeah, like, it was like, oh, you got, like, a two-hour blocker. And so, uh, but I had queued in towards the end of this movie. Yeah, that's and, probably, like, the, like, latter third. Yeah, it's going into the third act. And so I watched the end of this movie, and I was like, that was crazy. I have no idea what this is. I loved it. 
and I was like, I have to wait and see what it is. So then I think I waited through the like commercial, like interstitial thing. And then when the movie started up again, I finally got the, there's the title. It was rumble in the Bronx. And I was like, ah, finally, now I know what to, you know, what to obsess over now for the rest of my life. <laughs> was that the first Jackie Chan movie yeah. you had seen? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. It was the first time I saw a superhuman. <laughs> yeah. He is. He is. He is. And I mean, this is like, yeah, like, you know, top physical form Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. In probably some of the more revealing costuming I've seen him in. <laughs> as far as Jackie Chan gets revealing costuming, yeah, yeah. this is this is it. Yeah. It's this and then the porn film that he did. <laughs> that is true. I have not seen that. No. I will drop in the P.O. box here. <laughs> sure. Send it to Movie John, Attention HWGW, P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. If anyone has a copy of the, the oh, porn film that Jackie Chan appeared in and would like to send it to me, I yeah. would appreciate it. Yeah. I remember when that was like a, a whole thing and... You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he did he did porn before he was, you know, a big actor and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> so did Stallone. I know. So did a lot of people. And Stallone has an Oscar. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, no. Something. It's something I think it's for his work in The Expendables. Something a lot of people do. And, I mean. Stallone got the Oscar for best veiny dick arms <laughs> oh wait is that a callback did we talk about that i don't know i don't know i talk about it all the time sure i talk about seeing the poster for i think it was incredibles or incredibles expendables too <laughs> and being like oh look at his fucking arms and it looked like a bulging veiny wang and it was disgusting i feel like we might have talked about this during the cobra episode that would be the time yeah so we were trying to figure out what to do for this episode and uh, we settled on Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx, because it's one of my favorite movies. Spoilers for the end of the episode. Yeah, I actually, I hadn't seen this until you showed it to me. I had watched a lot of Jackie and Chan suddenly, movies. And suddenly you could appreciate color and beauty. Oh my goodness. I'd watched it was a lot like of, The Giver. <laughs> I'd watched a lot of Jackie Chan movies with my dad growing up, but a lot of that was like Project A, Drunken Master, and like okay. the real like old school stuff. And then, you know, saw Rush Hour. That right, was then he big. had his American, yeah. like his second wave American breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this was a, a, a reasonably big breakout for him at the time. Enough, I, well, it's, it's the kind of thing where this was made for multiple markets, as you were, we were talking about this a little while we were watching it. Yeah. But it did reasonably well, and the, the cost versus the, you know, um, profits was enough that they... Then imported a bunch of his other stuff. Which uh, I also find a little crazy because some of the like spots in this look expensive. <laughs> I mean, some of it has to be. Yeah. Not they more throw expensive. A truck off a building. Yeah, but not more. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a, not like a big truck. Yeah, there's a couple of fiery explosions. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, like you know, uh, they we've... wrecked that one car. <laughs> Dude, but we've seen like, Police Story. Yeah, Police Story. They fuck some stuff up. Police Story. They drive cars like through a village down yeah. a hill. Yeah. And then Police Story 2 ends at a fireworks factory. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Police Story series. If you haven't seen the Police Story. Yeah. Both the police. Well, there's like a ton of them. But if you haven't seen the first two. Yeah. There's a Criterion that's both of them. And it's great. Yeah. It's restored. Looks great. Sounds great. Has a bunch of special features. And like you can usually get it for like $25. I think it's $40. But usually you can find it for like $25. It's fucking worth it. It's great. 
Those movies are great. There's really not many bad Jackie Chan movies out there. No, there are there are great ones, and then there are ones that are fine. Yeah, Shanghai Nights is probably as like as you get, and then also uh, Around the World in uh, Eighty Days was like not what I was really looking for. I haven't seen it. I remember the tuxedo not being especially great oh, and engaging. Yeah. The thing is, though, he's actually taking some, like, really good dramatic roles now that he's not doing as many stunts. Like, The Foreigner was good. Foreigner was good. And then I feel like there was something else. The Foreigner, he was, like, acting. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, like, you know, he acts in these movies, but not, like, dramatic acting, like you were saying. He does, you know, he plays for comedy. He's a big fan of silent movie stars. You know, Charlie Chaplin and, um... Buster Keaton? Well, Buster Keaton also, but, um, Harold Lloyd, that's it. Ah, yeah. Um, those, those three, the big three, mm-hmm. uh, and like, there's a ton of, I mean, like a, he straight up references, you know, bits, uh, spots from their movies, but like, he's obviously a big fan. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why he could do such, you know, international crossovers right. cause so much of his appeal is, you know, physical and emo- and emotive rather than, you yeah. know, dialogue yeah. based. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to get the nuance of his quips or whatever, because he doesn't really have any. Yeah, no. He's just, you know, mugging for the camera in yeah. between, like, diving through ladders or whatever the hell. Right. And, like, <laughs> and like making household appliances do things household appliances, like, could never do. Yeah. There's so much stuff in this movie. The, the gulf between action film direction in the 90s and where it would be today is, like... So huge. Well, I mean, this is yet another film where it's a stuntman directing stunt people. Yeah. Which we ha- don't really do today, aside from John Wick. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's other movies. There but, is. like, really, it's it's become much less common. And then, I mean, also, like, this is, you know, more well, of like a, a Hong Kong cinema tradition well, rather say, than an American film tradition. That's so what I was going to say. that's a fundamental difference. Yeah, yeah. You're speaking more primarily of American cinema. Yeah. It's more common in international markets where, you know, I mean, just in general, this kind of, like, for lack of a better term, like, kung fu film or fight film like this has more appeal and more of a market. And um, it's easier to become a star for doing just, like, combat, martial arts, you know, whatever, in a film than it is here in the U.S. And, you know, but, like, you know, one of the big set pieces from this movie is Jackie Chan jumping from a roof down a a story onto a fire escape across, like, you know, across an alley. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fucking great. And when, when I describe it to you and you're just like, oh, he just jumps, like, kind of far. Yeah, that's true. And he just, like, you know, he just, like, makes it and there's no... He doesn't, like, dangle by one eyelash, and uh, he's not getting shot, and there are no, like, CGI harpies pulling flesh from him or whatever, and he doesn't have laser powers. or It's like, yeah, 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 I understand. And that's the gulf between filmmaking then and filmmaking now. Because, yeah, you could do this on wires. There's wire work in this film near the end. Mm -hmm. Um, You could do some some wires and and make it look, uh, you know, believable and... Maybe even have him jump a greater gulf. But that's not what it is. What it is is literally it's just how far could he possibly jump without dying. Yeah. Um, And it's great. Yeah. And when you, I mean, because you can just tell, you can just see it's all one shot and he jumps and he yeah. lands and the whole time you're like, holy shit, it, I, it looks like an die. eight to 12 foot like span. Gap? Yeah. Yeah. But then also, I mean, sure. like he's, he's jumping down a floor, so it's farther. Yeah. Um, And he and... also has to jump 
up onto a railing to yeah. do that jump. Yeah, well, so in the MDB trivia, the director, Stanley Tong, who is, like I said, himself a, uh, you know, was a stuntman. Yeah, Jackie Chan, uh, and he, you know, he oh, yeah, was... Yeah, they do a couple, they have a, a couple of uh, films that they've worked well, together Well, I was going to say, was yeah. he, you know, Jackie Chan was, like, raised as from a child as, like, an acrobat and a performer and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. doing all this uh, martial arts and stunts and, you know, all that. Because he, he, he appeared in numerous films. We talk a little bit about this on the um, Dragon Lives Again episode. He eventually was like, okay, well, I, I know and trust all these, like, tw- 25 guys. We've worked together on numerous things. We studied at the same school all at the same time, like, and started his own company and would work with, like, the same handful of, like, directors. And some of them were from that same group and some of them just worked well with that group and things. Yeah. So... But, but yeah, yeah, he and, so, and Tong did a bunch of movies together. So for that particular spot, apparently you couldn't see your landing from your takeoff point. <sighs> and so what Stanley Tong would do is he would usually try a stunt first before he had his actors do it to make sure that it was like doable and safe. And when he tried it, he had a harness on, but figured that it would actually probably be safer to do it without yeah, wires. Yeah, no drag. And, you know, Jackie Chan nailed it first take from four camera angles. Like, they, oh, they yeah. shot it. You see in the, like, little blooper reel at the end a couple of alternate views of this jump. Because he's the man. He is. <laughs> it's incredible. But, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it was a very difficult stunt. And it was done very simply. You know what simply. I say? You know what I say? If you watch this film and you're like, that stunt's not really that impressive, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you do it. Send me the fucking cell phone video of you falling. To your death. Well, you don't send it because you're dead. Get your friend to send it. Just try doing the handstand push-ups he does in this. Yeah, do the handstand push-ups. <laughs> do any ten seconds of the fight in the warehouse. Yeah. Like, do any of it. It's just, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's why, I mean, like, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But, like, that's why I turned this on. I had no idea what it was. And, like, in 1995. It was your rosebud. <laughs> yeah, in 1995, I would have been 12-ish. Yeah. 95, 96, I would have been yeah, like around 12. 12. Yeah. And um, Which is, I mean, a good time to start uh, yeah. watching Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, but I didn't like uh, violence, and I didn't like like yeah. gore and stuff in movies. I really, you know. Although, I mean, also a lot of Jackie Chan's catalog is relatively bloodless. Okay, well, I'll mail that information okay. to me 29 yeah, I... years ago. Sure, sure. Um, But... So when I turned this fucking movie on, and the implication is they opened up trash bags full of their chopped up friend Lance, yeah. and then the one guy just starts vomiting into a trash can, yeah. I was, to use the parlance of our time, shook. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to come in at any point in this, I mean, like that, that or when they're throwing the bottles at him are probably I, some of the more yeah, harrowing. Like, yeah. So I didn't turn it on at that. I turned it on during the fight scene that... Precedes sure, that, sure. But so, it's in the middle of the action. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! I've never seen anything like any of this." Right? Yeah. It's all incredible. And then that happened, and I was like, "Oh!" And I literally like changed the channel, and I was like, "Ooh, that was that was a lot." And then like ten seconds passed, and I went, "Maybe it's better now." And I went back, <laughs> and like, and it was. Yeah. Um, and then the finale happens, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I don't know what this is. I have to leave this channel on until I find out what this is. Yeah. 
So this is going to be one of those times where if you haven't seen Rumble in the Bronx, we're going to strongly recommend you watch that before we talk about it and ruin everything. Yeah, um, I mean, like, <laughs> also, there's no way we can accurately describe how good this is. Yeah, no. Like, because it's, 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 when we talk about movies with a lot of choreography or anything like that, you have to see how it works. It's like describing a sound or no, a it smell. No, <laughs> it's literally like when we described the dance, the dance sequences in Spiria. Oh, yeah. We were like, you have to see them. Yeah. They're so interesting and intricate and hard to describe. Yeah. yeah. Um, as non, non-dance, and or in this case, non-martial arts people. Yeah. And, you know, for people who probably don't have a martial arts background. And who has, who has Jackie Chan's martial arts background? Would I be able to be like, oh, yeah, he does like a Peter Pan flip to, uh, you like, oh, I know exactly what the fuck that is. And uh, he's using the, uh, he's using a frigid air as the, uh, you know, the old diving board. And you're like, wait, what? What is all this terminology like? Yeah. So, uh, in brief, this is the story of a guy, an average man. <laughs> That's the funniest conceit of literally every <laughs> Jackie Chan movie. Is he's, he is he's a- two things ever. He is either a cop right. or he is just a guy. Yeah. So he's just a guy yeah. who goes to America for his uncle's wedding Yeah. while there. And this is a thing that is true across, I think, most Jackie Chan films, especially up up into this era. Yeah. He's just a magnet for trouble. Part yeah. part of it is because he is, like, fundamentally a good person, you know? Yeah. So he He's will... a peacekeeper. He's right. a peacemaker. Yeah. He, you know. He will interfere if he sees somebody doing wrong, and that usually brings a whole bunch of nonsense into his life. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's like, oh, I can kick this guy's ass. He looks unassuming. Yeah. And they don't understand. They yeah. don't understand the fury that they have unleashed. Right. They're like, yeah, he looks kind of yoked, but how tough could he possibly be? <laughs> yeah, he's yoked. He's yoked. It's like a wiry yoke. It's like that Bruce yeah. Lee yoke. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very like, yeah. 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 He's well-defined, but not bulky. Sure. So, and he looks kind of small. Yeah. And it's also very hard to look at somebody and realize the uh, incredible pain tolerance that they have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in real life, like Jackie Chan yeah. has, has to have just incredible pain tolerance. Yeah. He's always, like, always He's probably broken everything twice. Yeah, yeah. He's also, like, <laughs> his films are also what fostered in me the lo- uh, love of what we now call bloopies. Yeah. Because, yeah, at the end of this movie, it's just all outtakes. Oh, yeah. Of, like, stunts and goofs and just whatever, and, you know. And there's yeah, a great... people having fun and getting hurt. Right. And there's a great... Th- yeah, it's almost like Jackass. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Boy, if I could control time and space, man, I would definitely be like, okay, mid-90s Jackie Chan is going to appear on Jackass. <laughs> be amazing. You would have done all kinds. And, you know, they, they're just like, oh, let's just, let's try to ride a shopping cart down a hill. And Jackie Chan would have done like a handstand or something. And they would be like, well, fuck. Jackie Chan should have learned to skateboard. I feel like there is a little bit of a, a fundamental difference in the appeal of Jackie Chan versus Jackass in that Jackass is a bunch of literally average guys. Whereas Jackie Chan is a superhuman masquerading as an average guy. Yeah. I I never really like seeing Jackie Chan get injured. It's just sort of a fact of life in a lot of his stuff. Yeah, but he, see, he doesn't seem bothered by it, which makes it okay for me to be like, I'm not bothered by this. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, I like, or I think he's, you know, showing off both him and, and his other act, yeah. like, co-actors of like, you know, oh, yes, we have bled to yeah. bring you this, you know? It's kind of, yeah, honoring the stuntman in yeah. a way that nobody else seems to. Except Jackass. Yeah, well, okay. 
Yeah, it's almost like the Academy Awards should have like a stunt Oscar. Yeah. That Which is would weird. be very interesting. That's a great idea that, that I yeah. just came up with. Yeah. And that's got to be the only reason that they don't have it is because no they one thought, thought of it, it. before. Yeah. yeah. And now that I've thought of it and I put this out there, then, I mean, obviously someone, uh, you know, in film will hear this because this is obviously a very influential podcast. And they'll be like, oh, we should actually have a stunt Oscar. That's a good idea. Plus the, the sheer amount of people who die doing stunts so that you can watch a movie. Yeah. It would be kind of nice to honor those people a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the Academy Awards is about? Honoring people? In the film industry? Right. Isn't it? Who what else could film? it possibly be about? <laughs> right. Oh, is it about doing yoga for six months to see if you can get your dick in your mouth? <laughs> that couldn't be what it's about, could it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> cue the, cue the minimum. Um... <laughs> so this is about an average man this film rumble in the bronx 1995 directed by stanley tong an average man flies to america on a plane just so we're clear because <laughs> it is jackie Boy, chan my arms tied it is jackie chan it would not surprise me if he managed to get there on his own power <laughs> for his uncle's wedding his uncle runs a uh, a little market and um, is in it just has just sold it to a new owner, very lovely uh, young lady, and Jackie is there to kind of help with the transition while his uncle goes away on his honeymoon. He's also staying in his uncle's uh, apartment while his uncle's out of town because again honeymoon. There is a crazy like holdover from the '80s biker gang yeah. because they have motorcycles, yes, but also like motocross bikes and notably one like souped up go kart. <laughs> With rope lights. It's got rope lights all over it. It's so goofy. Uh, It's great. And they're, you know, the typical, like, the 80s, 90s group of, like, multi-culty sort of, uh, you know, gang members where it's, like, not even racially, just, like, stylistically. Yeah. Like, the main guy, Tony looks like just a guy. Like, he's dressed like the 90s, but he doesn't have, like, a thing, you know? He's not, like, kind of a pirate or anything, you know? But then there's, like, another guy in the group who has his hair, like, styled up into two big, like, devil horns. Or I think Lance is the really buff dude who just wears, like, suspenders with no shirt. Like, they all they all look like Final Fight uh, villains, <laughs> like, in a way that doesn't feel super, you know, unified. Tony was played by Mark Ackerstream? Yeah. No, and then you have Angelo, who's, like... A dick. Yeah, but he's also, he's kind of a punk. Like, he's got, like, a big leather jacket with a bunch of studs and spikes yeah. and bleach Play- blonde hair. Played by Garvin Cross. Garvin Cross, yeah. And he gets his nose broken, so then he's sporting a bandage over the bridge for a bit of it, too. Yeah. So this gang, both in the neighborhood where his uncle's uh, apartment is, and, you know, they cause trouble around the market as well. So Jackie rubs up against them um, in both locations and uh, kind of pisses them off both times. Uh, and, and they end up with, and you think like, and that seems like that should be the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not because no. there's also diamonds, which have nothing to do with the plot for two thirds of the movie. Yeah. They kind of come out of nowhere I and then s- it becomes a big fucking deal. I have seen this movie so many times and I cannot stress enough that when it gets to the part where the diamonds become important, I always go, oh yeah, that's how we get to the end of the movie. <laughs> it's totally out of nowhere. There is one line of dialogue, ADR dialogue, from like a news broadcast where they're like, a bunch of diamonds were stolen last night. Yeah. That's it. 
it's nothing you don't see it happen you're not introduced to any of the characters whom commit the robbery like they're not important until the third act it's great it's such a weird fucking movie <laughs> yeah it's wild yeah two-thirds of the movie is just like this whole entire gang wants to beat up jackie chan he wants to make sure they don't ruin the market because yeah it was his uncle's, but he also kind of maybe has a thing for the lady that now owns it. She definitely has a thing for him, because who wouldn't? Yeah. They, they watch him, like, beat up a bunch of punks, and, like, the whole store is like, you're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. Um, and um, one of the neighbors in the apartment building, his uncle's apartment building, is uh, Danny, played by Morgan Lamb. There's a, a young boy in a wheelchair. We find out that his sister is Nancy. Played by Francois Yip, and she's kind of Tony's like girlfriend, side piece, whatever. She's kind of in the gang um, until she realizes that like, oh shit, we might be bad. We might yeah. be the we might be the we bad might guys here. We might be on the here. wrong side of history. <laughs> we might be on the wrong side of history. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then like I said, diamonds become important in the third act, and there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of business with the diamonds. Basically, um, a deal goes wrong. Uh, with some organized crime types again the, the, the hierarchy the strata of crime in the world you know gangs are low organized crime is much higher up and then obviously the government is at the top so yeah the, the organized crime guys there's some double crossing maybe or whatever there's a crazy car accident and angelo comes into possession of a briefcase inside the briefcase is a bag of diamonds angelo almost gets away with just the diamonds but you know the big meaty uh you know enforcer guys yeah enforcer guys are like well we should actually probably open the briefcase and make sure there's diamonds in there and in the meantime angelo has hidden them in the uh really worn out cushion of danny's wheelchair uh which is then like soon after replaced by a new cushion and the old cushion just kind of gets kicked under the couch and forgotten and then everybody gets kidnapped except for jackie <laughs> and so he has to uh talk to the cops and wear a wire and do like a double cross and you know it's a whole sting operation with the diamonds. And then that goes south and he ends up having to fight, wait for it, a hovercraft. Yeah. It's When I say he has to fight a hovercraft, I did not misspeak. It's great. It's probably one of the best action climaxes in film. Like It's my, one of my favorites. It's so wild it's very fun it's very over the top but in like a way that is you know really engaging and enjoyable yeah it's just it's a good time i haven't had as much fun since uh the fast and the furious franchise also they also good. do a lot of really yeah fun over the top you know film climax oh yeah this could easily uh be from a fast and the furious yes the finale of this yeah totally okay so what do you want to talk about well, first off, this whole thing is dubbed as heck, and it's because it was filmed for, you know, an international market and stuff. And they actually did kind of what they do in um, the old, like, Italian, yeah, spaghetti westerns or other Italian cinema. They had everybody just speak however they were comfortable speaking. So some dialogue is being spoken in Cantonese, some of it's in English, some of it's in, you know, whatever. Um, and then they just dubbed over for whatever country. Market, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's in English for the United States yeah. and, and the UK. And, it's in English or you know, it's in Cantonese right, or it's right, in whatever. Yeah. Right. So sometimes 
people's dialogue is matching up with their mouth movements, and sometimes it isn't. <laughs> I would say it's never matching up with the mouth well, movements. I mean, you know, it's close. I mean, this is like the, the grilled cheese argument, right? Where, you know. Oh, boy. Okay. Like, the way your parents made grilled cheese was. Bullshit. Right. <laughs> Would you like to describe the bullshit for the listeners? Sure. <laughs> Growing up, what I was told was a grilled cheese was uh, just putting two pieces of bread in the toaster oven with cheese on top and then smooshing them together. And then, I don't know, I think I was a teenager and I was over at a friend's house and I actually had grilled cheese that was buttered and made in a pan on the stove and right. went, oh, wow, this is a grilled cheese because this is so much better. Right. You had toast with cheese on it. I did. It. Right. And I that's, did. And that's the thing is like technically yeah technically yeah but really no no and that's yeah. my argument for the dubbing in this where it's yeah. like technically yeah they're not that far off but really no it's bad <laughs> really you can tell all the time that no one sounds the way they do like Fair. you know i don't know which time watching it but i was like yeah i don't think they actually ran any sound in this movie yeah because no. there's also no like incidental sound yeah, there's a lot of sound effects and mm -hmm. things that you can tell were added in later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I mean, like, and then there's, like, cartoon sound effects that they add yeah. during the fight scenes. But, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, there's no incidental sound. There's no, like, oh, while they're in the apartment, you hear traffic noise. Like, the only traffic noise you ever hear is important plot traffic right. noise. Like, oh, the motorbikes are outside. Right. You never hear just, like, cars passing by, dialogue, birds chirping, like, none of that shit, really. Yeah. It's just music and the important sound effects and dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they, like, I would not be surprised if they didn't run any sound on this at all. Yeah. Because um, it's cheaper, too. Yeah. It's another reason why they did it in the Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. Much harder to do without all that equipment out there in the sand, um, but also way cheaper not to do it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to uh, say right off the bat, like, the music that opens the movie is great and epic. Mm -hmm. um, just for, like, stock footage of, like, a plane flying through the sky. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, his like flying to American music. Um, the music is credited to two people, J. Peter Robinson, parentheses, English version and Nathan Wang, parentheses, original version. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the score cover. Like, I don't know the score uh, on the version we have. I don't know what that covers. Yeah. Don't know who's responsible for just the epic like score of it. The song at the end, which I've been humming pretty much since the movie <laughs> ended. That's definitely J. Peter Robinson. But, um, yeah, no. The rest of the music is also quite good. Just wanted to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Regarding the dubbing, we were talking about how he's an average guy, but that in certain versions of this, he's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it says somewhere in the trivia or whatever, that like, oh, he's a cop. And I was like, that's not in the movie, though. <laughs> they never mention that in the movie. No. Um, and this time I paid special attention in the beginning. I was like, I know I've, I've definitely paid attention before. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, I don't remember him being a cop. Let me pay attention. Nope, they don't mention it. But this time I was like, all right, we're recording a podcast. Let me make sure I pay attention this time. They definitely don't fucking mention it. No. <laughs> in this version. Yeah, no. We don't get anything about what the hell he was doing. Nope. He's, know, uh, uh, Jackie Chan, by the way, is Kyung in this. Yes. Which is also irregular because a lot of the times that they do English dubs, yeah, he's he's Jackie. He was uh, he was per, like personality enough that they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. This will all be just Jackie. Yeah, um, that's what like the f first time I think I saw it's probably Police Story, I guess. He was Jackie in that when in fact he's not. Like he's, he has a character name in the original version. Right. But as a result of this and some other of his movies that were already existent being popular breakthroughs over here in the u.s they just brought over everything yeah and a lot of the u.s dubs yeah they just called him jackie because they're like fuck it yeah it's, it's way easier everybody's like oh that jackie guy yeah yeah they brought over stuff like mr nice guy 
was something Condor did Operation Condor. Operation Condor. Yeah, those were like two big ones that like yeah. I think got theatrical releases mm-hmm. in the US um and like I think one of them it might be Operation Condor is like technically Armor of the Gods 2. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar, but that's something that you Yeah, that's a me. Yeah. That's like the the original franchise, but they're like, "Oh, well, you don't really need to know about the first one to enjoy the second one. It's like a Bond movie, you yeah. know." So they're like, we'll just give it a different name. That's another strong recommend. Operation Condor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, if that's, if that's the one I'm thinking of, that's the one that has that scene where he slides down the fucking, like, glass tower. Oh. Or is that me- Mr. Nice Guy? That might be Mr. Nice yeah. Guy. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that I remember from Operation Condor, they're out in, like, the desert or whatever for a lot of it. Yeah. I think they're trying to recover an artifact or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts with... Early in the movie, there's a scene of, like, him fighting people in this girl's, like, hotel room while she's in, like, a towel or something. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I definitely might be conflating things. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Oh, I might be thinking of Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Might, the, the sliding down a glass tower thing might be Mr. I've nice never guy. seen Mr. Nice Guy. He does a lot of sliding down stuff, man. There's, like, police story and he's good rush at hour it. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's real good at it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's like some building with, like, a slanted, you know, thing. Ah. Uh. It's like if he doesn't slow down, he'll hit the edge and then fall like yeah, 70 yeah, stories yeah. to his death or whatever it is. Yeah. They, they kind of do a similar thing in um, one of the Mission Impossibles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sitting there like, Jackie Chan did it. Yeah. You know, Operation Condor was another one that I watched with you that yeah. I hadn't seen before. Uh, but it was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I know we've talked a little bit, I think, about world's most confusing like franchise naming things. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to sort out the police stories. Yes. In the U.S. from it from a U.S. perspective, right? Uh, some of them were. It's like the fucking it's, Final Fantasy I was games. Say, it's like where Final like, Fantasy, where when they took stuff over, they did their own numbering. Yeah, uh, they were like, "Well, this is the third one we're releasing in the U.S. So we're calling it yeah. this," and I'm like, "Oh well, man." Because like, like, isn't Police Story three also Supercop? Yes. Okay. And then there's like a Supercop two. Yes, which isn't a police story. Which is not. Yeah, and I'm just like, wait, who? What happened? Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Real. They're playing real fast and loose over here. Yeah. Um, it's very confusing, yeah. but you know. It's like the Rambo. <laughs> series. Well, that's just like. Naming. Yeah, that's just like crazy naming. Yeah. The second one is literally called Rambo colon First Blood Part Two. Yeah. This is a lot of the stuff that you can expect from Jackie Chan movies. Where like, uh, I mean, they'll skew sometimes more comedy or more action. This it is... depends on what the market yeah is yeah. This but at is the time action... these are straight up action comedies. Like... Right, right. This is action with a little bit of comedy as opposed to being comedy with a little bit of action. Right. Well, yeah. When you get to your Shanghai Noon and stuff and and his like made made for an American audience American breakthroughs. Yeah. That's more comedy with action in it. Yeah. The balance is skewed a little more that way. And then he went, after that, he went younger and did, like, the tuxedo. And is that Spy Next Door? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, those kind of things. Which was, I mean, like, also, like, that's the era when The Rock was doing the Tooth Fairy. And, like, it was that kind of thing of, like, oh, these, like, actors doing kids' movies. Yeah. Yeah. Early in my notes, the grocery store has, like, a, a one-way mirror. Or two-way mirror. Oh yeah. What what is the term for that? It's it's. Mirror... They say one-way mirror. Yeah, in the mirror thing. on the one side, but you can see through it from the other side. Yeah, it's a trick um, mirror. Yeah, and it's played for laughs, but then it also sort of becomes a little bit of a plot point later. You know, basically like yeah, the the office for the grocery store has like this you know mirrored uh, 
window thing. Yeah, it's mirror on the outside, yeah. glass on the inside, so that um, people in the business office can keep an eye on the store. Yeah, so when, um, what's her name? The actress or the character? The character, but I mean... Her name is Elaine Yeah. in the movie. Played by Anita Mui? Mui. Mui, yeah. Yeah, when Elaine is uh, in the office signing papers to, you know... Purchase, purchase the, the store, store yeah. you have uh jackie chan outside looking in the mirror not realizing that they can definitely see him and he's like you know flexing and popping pimples and yeah it's very goofy <laughs> and um the the uncle bill has his uh uncle bill i don't know if we've mentioned played by bill tung yeah he has his back to the window so jackie chan is like flexing and like he's holding to I don't know was it paint buckets or something like and he's kind of like guess I am pretty yoked <laughs> yeah he's like yeah, I look pretty good like whatever um and she starts like giggling yeah and he goes oh because they're talking about like the price for the you know purchase of the market and he's like oh you like that that's a good price yeah no she's like absolutely not that's like twenty five percent higher than what we agreed on and, yeah but she's still distracted because... yeah and they go back to yeah business meeting stuff yeah and then you know uh he like comes in to be like oh uncle your friend's outside and then he realizes that the mirror isn't a mirror it's a window and you know. he looks over and she yeah. she does the like hulk her shoulders up yeah like a little flexing flex. that he yeah. was doing yeah. and he's like oh shit yeah but then that kind of comes back later when we're introduced to the uh or i guess it's the second time we see the street toughs or whatever because the first one's the... well when jackie comes in to be like oh excuse me you know uncle your friend's outside the guy's dropping off a car for the wedding yeah. And it's like it's fancy schmancy. They don't it looks like a rehabbed roadster or something. Yeah, or something. Um, yeah. They don't say what it is. And I didn't get a good enough look at it, but it's like, you know, very fancy car. Yeah. We all know cars. No, it's super. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like yeah. ivory white. Yeah, it's and... white. It's gonna be there like a little just married driving off into the sunset. Right. Um, so of course for the evening he's gonna park it in his uh, shitty New York neighborhood, and so Jackie is uh, sleeping on the couch in the living room. And he gets woken up by the sound of drag racing, and it's the the Tufts, the gang there. They meet up with another gang, and they each pick a rider to race down to the end of the street, and then circle around and come back. But when they come back, they're driving across all the cars all parked the cars, on both yeah. sides of the street. And breaking everybody's uh, windshields yeah, in the and, process. And the whole thing is that, like... The car's a loner, and it's not even the guy who loaned its car. Yeah. It's like his boss's car, but you know he'll, you know, he's not going to notice if I get it back to him in a couple of days, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but nothing can happen to this car, right? And it's and it's like polished, and everything's perfect, and like he'll definitely notice if it's smashed because a motorcycle ran across the top of it. Yeah. Jackie like throws open the window, climbs out on the fire escape, hops down, and at the last second, like hops up onto the hood of the car, and is it? Nancy? It's Nancy. Okay, yeah. that's what the thing I was... Because there's another girl in the crew. There is. And I was like, I I'm not 100% sure that it was Nancy or not. But, no, it's Nancy. Um, yeah, Nancy at the last second, like, jerks the wheel and rides off the hood of the car past Jackie, doesn't hit the uncle's car, and uh, that means the other rider girl wins, and they get the... Ziploc baggie full of money. It's a Ziploc baggie full of money. They're suspending yeah. from like a fishing line above yeah. the... It's so elaborate yeah. for no reason. Yeah. These like, fucking gangs have too much time on their hands. Like it's a belt ladder match thing. Uh, it is actual money in the in the bank. <laughs> yeah, the other the other gang uh, rides off with it. And the cops show up. Jackie Chan's now just locked out. So it's Jackie Chan who, who sleeps in this like singlet. Yeah, it's like a little like terry cloth singlet bedtime onesie yeah <laughs> um so he's like 
out in the street being like, uncle, wake up, let me in, I'm locked out. Yeah, it's cold out here. It's cold out here, freezing. <laughs> so the next day is, yeah, he's at the market, right? That's And he sees them, uh, and that's when he sees the, the shoplifter. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, uh... uh the the wedding happens in between. Oh, right, yeah. The His uncle and his new aunt stop by, mm-hmm. drop off the keys or whatever. And the keys to the apartment and the last the paperwork that Elaine needs to fill out to get the... Uh, store. Yeah, and this is Jackie um, doing the handstand yeah. push-ups. At the wedding, Jackie's like, oh, yeah, you know, I can stick around and help you with the market and stuff. Yeah, and help so, the transition yeah. and all that. Yeah, this is Jackie Chan in this singlet thing doing a handstand, doing push-ups with, like, full-on moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> like, it really is. It is... Again, as you said at the top of the episode, like, the most revealing outfit Jackie Chan yeah. maybe has ever been in. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're dealing with a lot of, like, you know, forces, like gravity and how yoked he is. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, like Zero Mustel says in the producers, when you got it, baby, flaunt it. Mm-hmm. So, we go to the market, and he's ha- uh, helping Elaine, like, sort the last of the paperwork and getting all the signatures and whatever. And he notices Angelo stealing candy shoving candy into his leather jacket and then he's like opening drinks and like sipping them and spitting them out and then he sticks his gum on what he thinks is the mirror yeah elaine's like oh i'll go make him pay for everything so she goes up to the front and is keeping an eye on them and Uh what's his name uh tony is like hey angelo when he shows him a candy bar and angelo like packs his giant distended uh jacket stomach and he's like don't worry it's on me Uh (laughs) and then he's like gonna go pay for the 50 cent candy bar and then leave with, like, you know, all this other shit. So he goes, like, how much for the candy? And the, the girl at the register is, like, 50 cents. And he, like, starts to maybe get his money out. And Elaine turns around with, like, the drinks he'd open. And she's like, you want to pay for these? And he's like, what? And she's like, you drank these back there. He's like, oh, you want me to pay for them? And this is one of the many times that what he is saying does not match up with mm. his dialogue. Because he clearly says, you, want me, you expect me to pay for that shit? Yeah. And it's like, you want me to pay for that stuff? And then, like, two other gang member guys come up, and the one guy's just got, like, a duffel bag, and, you know, he, but he speaks Cantonese. Yeah. So, Elaine's like, oh, you speak Cantonese, like, this guy was stealing, and he goes, you were stealing, dude? And, you know, and then they start wrecking the place, just, like, knocking over all the displays, Mm -hmm. and Jackie Chan comes up and is like, hey, knock it off. And he upends the guy's duffel bag, and it's full of other stolen shit. And then it's just like... And then it's a fight. Yeah, crazy Jackie Chan fight. Now, when he first got to his uncle's apartment, his uncle has like a, an old uh, practice dummy for, for... I don't know if it's a specific... I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a specific style of kung fu, yeah. but it's it's a it's a punching practice dummy. You've yeah. probably seen it. It has like a bunch of like little stumpy wooden it, arms and then a padded yeah. thing in the front. There's a lot of sequences using a dummy like this in the Ip Man series. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, so it's just Jackie doing these, like, combination punches and things, and, you know, it's just so we as the audience know, like, he is- martial arts good. He's incredibly fast. Yeah. So then he fights these guys, and they didn't see that part of the movie, so they don't know they're about to just get whipped. Yeah. And they get whipped, and it's great. Yeah. Um, Uh, Two of them have knives. Yeah, so the first one pulls out a knife that is just like, it looks like a switchblade, but it's way longer. Yeah. And then the next one pulls out a knife, and it's much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a crate. I was like, boy, it's just escalating. And the other one's like a hunting knife or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like some kind of, it's yeah. got like a weird like sawtooth like yeah. part. Ugh. I was like, Jesus. Again, too much money that they want in illegal street racing. Yo, I mean like. At least the Fast and the Furious crew, the family, at least they had the decency to spend all that money souping up their cars. Right. 
much later when we're in their like little hangout and stuff. Like, why are you even going out into the street and starting trouble? You have such a sick spot to just hang out in. They have a pool table. They have multiple pinball machines. They have so many pinball machines. They have many TVs. They have many TVs. They have a sound system. They're all, like, you know, skanking in the clubhouse. They got a lot of, like, twinkle lights. I mean, like, the whole thing is lit to hell. Like The guy in the front is sitting in uh, what looks like a derelict ice cream truck that they have spray painted all over. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't leave. No, you could probably run a tidy business and make legal money there. Yeah. Just make it an all-ages spot for yeah. kids to hang out. Look, yeah. play some pinball, shoot some pool. Yeah. Buy some ice cream. Yeah. Don't do all of our drugs because those are our drugs. <laughs> yeah, that place looks like a lot of fun. It does. And they don't spend hardly any time there and it doesn't make any sense to me. No, they're always out causing fucking trouble. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like, this is mostly a f- combat fight scene there's a little of the like jackie chan sort of style acrobatics where he takes his jacket off and like wraps it around the one guy with the knife's forearm and then at one point he like pins uh the one dude's arms to his own back to jackie's back um so the guy can't get away and he just keeps throwing elbows back into his face yeah um but that's like kind of the extent of the stunt kind of like choreography stuff most of it is just like punching kicking and then like throwing guys into like a pyramid of coke cans or an end display of whatever you know yeah. and kind of wrecking the store but not that bad yeah no and then they all get away but he does repeatedly break angelo's nose yeah he just keeps punching him in the face and every time he gets up he hits him again and yeah. he d- fights this guy and he comes back and angelo's just getting up and he hits him again the last time he goes to hit him and stops and angelo turns and runs 180 degrees right into a pole behind him yeah when he goes outside he's like i think you broke my nose that's good like, if you're writing for, for henchmen, yeah. it's a good thing to get you to remember that henchman. Like, yeah. you name them, of course. Yeah. You give them a little bit of a different look than the others, right? Yeah. Angelo's case, like, he's kind of punk. He's got blonde hair. But now, there's a memorable thing, which is, he got his fucking nose destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Good mm-hmm. stuff. And that, that's where the blood feud between <laughs> Jackie and the gang sort of... Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get some some kind of like meet cute sort of stuff with uh, him and Elaine, where she can't pull down the the gate to lock it at the end of the night. Yeah, well, she's too light. She's too light, and uh, so he's like, "Oh, I'll do it," and you know, helps her. And she's like, "Oh, you left your groceries inside with the obligatory baguette sticking out of it, so you know it's groceries." groceries. How else would you know? <laughs> Could be anything in there in that grocery bag. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, here you forgot these, and goes to like slide them under the door to him. He's like, "Oh, I didn't pay," and she's like. It's okay. Consider it protection money. And he's like, well, then I should have gotten a lot more food. (laughs) Um, And then like she locks up and he heads home and he sees a woman being carried into an alley and she's like, help, help. And it's like three or four hoods are carrying her. And so he like cautiously follows. He's like, oh boy, this is getting bad. They carry her up on a like uh, weird ladder fire escape sort of thing between buildings. Like it's, it's odd. Yeah. I'm trying to think what it's like. Um, it's like a deck almost, like yeah. Kinda. I thought it was just like a low roof or something. I don't even know. Yeah, it's weird because it's like one story up, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's odd. Yeah. It's odd doesn't, placement. Doesn't matter. They're in an alley. It's got some weird architecture. Yeah, uh, it, but it, but it's yeah. so it's very strange and yeah. Yeah. Because then there's also like abandoned um, like playground equipment there. Yeah, I think those <laughs> were maybe supposed to kind of be ladders, but they're oddly arced. There's the ladders. Well, the one was affixed to the side of the building, I thought. It doesn't matter. It's like a half half circle arc 
but wide like that like playground equipment with like bars across it like monkey bars kind of you know it was weird so he goes up and you know pulls out his wallet holds it up just like the black you know side of his wallet and he puts his hand in his back pocket like he's reaching for a gun he's like stop police you know you know freeze or i'll shoot and they all take off and he's like cool because just Jackie Chan's not like, I'm going to settle this with violence. He's like, if I can avoid violence, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And he goes off. He's like, you're okay. And it's Nancy, but he doesn't know her yet. She needs him in the yeah, groin. Yeah, she's like, thanks very much. And yeah. he's like, yeah, no problem. And then she needs him in the groin. Yeah. And it turns out it was a ruse. Yeah. And they all come flooding out of all the like doors and crevasses. And then this is, you get, this is the next level of the Jackie Chan choreography where he's using the environment. Which is, that's Jackie Chan's whole thing. Obviously, this is, it's like professional wrestling. Like, it's all pre-written, they've, they've choreographed this, they know what's going to happen, but, believably, you're like, oh yeah, there's this weird playground equipment there, it's got w- kind of weird architecture, yeah. there's, uh, there's a big, there's like, piles of junk. there's a big cooling duct, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff, okay, cool, like, it's just junk. Yeah, these and guys he, all have bats. Right, and he just uses all of this. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of, like, he, he's hopping over railings, like, onto this side, and then, like, going underneath, and when they get to that yeah. side, then he's like... You know, going back underneath and then hopping back up and, like, yeah. doing all that kind of shit. Um, he yeah. falls... Kicking stuff into people. Yeah, he yeah. falls backwards and bumps into the one playground equipment thing, half circle. Yeah. Um, which is, like, like a U. It's, you know, rounded part at the bottom. Yeah. And then he, like, throw, like hops over and pulls it over himself as yeah. the guy swings the bat, so it blocks it. And then he's, like, hitting him with it and... He kicks the one guy off, and that guy does, like, a backflip onto the one that you mentioned, which was up against the side of the building. So, uh-huh. yeah, maybe it's some kind of, like, construction ladder or something. I have no idea. It's very I've weird, but... these things. They're also yeah. bright orange, so... Yeah. Very visible. So, yeah, um, and one Also point, probably less dangerous to work with. Than too. what? Uh, than something that's going to blend into the darkness more. Oh, sure. Yeah. You mean for the actors or yes. for potential construction people? Either way, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, you can actually see the rungs on these things. Yeah, yeah. Pretty easily. It's, um, it's like, safety orange. Yeah. And, yeah, at one point, Jackie, like, you know, stands up and he's behind this, like, leaned in the corner, uh, cooling pipe. And, he, you know, that takes a hit and he throws it at somebody. And he he jumps up into, like, a window sill. The yeah. windows are, like, great. You know, they have that, like, metal grating over it. But he's, like, standing on the window ledge. And he just, like, rips a lamp down and hits a guy with it. Yeah. Like... Which I don't even know what that thing was suspended on, but... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, good stuff. Yeah, so he has the upper hand for a lot of this until he gets cornered in an alley. Yeah, the alley has some... a dead end. The alley is a dead end. It has some interesting graffiti. Yeah. Um, behind him is this, like, big spooky phantom. And on a door to the left, it's very vague. If you're watching this, it's on Jackie's left. So the scenes from his perspective, it'll be on the left. On the scenes from the gang's perspective, it's the right. But it kind of looks like Shrek. It's like a big round circular head with like kissy lips and (laughs) weird antennae things. It looks like Shrek. Maybe Um, maybe it's just a cute alien, Hunter. Maybe, but okay. But like you could also argue that Shrek looks like that. Yeah. I mean, he's an ogre, but like visually, what's the difference? Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, it was weird. And then, yeah, they they were just like, oh, he's cornered. Hey, what's this over here? Oh, it's a trash can full of inexplicably not empty bottles. Yeah. Like, theoretically, it's either like a bar or a frat house nearby for that many liquor bottles. Yeah. But none of them are empty. Yeah. Which is weird. Seems weird to me. Maybe it's all urine. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's um, but, bleak. 
It, it is. So they, they all have their bats. They wrap their bats in, in their assorted, like, T-shirts and Afghans or whatever they happen to have on them. <laughs> this way they can throw the bottles up and hit them down the alley towards him. And the bottles aren't breaking on contact with the bats. They're but, breaking, but yeah. But Will on the wall behind him. So he's actually getting cut up by flying glass around him. Yeah, and he gets hit in the junk and he gets hit in the knee and he ends up, like, face down. Angelo pulls out a gun and he's like, oh, I'm going to get him because he busted my nose. And, uh... Nancy is like, hey, this is crazy. Maybe we don't murder this man. And Angelo slaps her, and she storms off, and that pisses off Tony. So now you ruin the whole vibe of the, you know, gang murder. So yeah. everybody go home. We're all having a great time beating up this guy yeah. on like a, you know, 17 on one or whatever the fuck was happening. <laughs> totally fair. But you ruined it, Angelo. <laughs> you ruined it. Yep. This is when we find out that she is Danny's uh, sister. Sister. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, sis. Uh, and she sees him playing this. Now, you said it was uh, Sega Game Gear. That's what the Imdaba trivia says. I don't know yeah, how accurate that is. But I'll say yeah. sure, because you don't get a great it's, look at it. It is I, a handheld gaming system. Yeah. It's of a, some stripe. It's not Game Boy. That was a vertical-oriented yeah. system. This is. Uh, I thought it might be a Lynx, an Atari Lynx. Mm, it looked maybe. like that. But, um, yeah, could be a Game Gear. And uh, she's like, where'd you get this? Did you spend our food money on this? And he's like, no, you know, my new friend Kyung gave it to me. He's uh, the old, you know, Uncle Bill's uh, nephew. She's like, don't talk to strangers or whatever. And she goes out in the hallway and there's bloody ass Kyung who passes out. And he wakes up the next day naked, right? We're implied naked on her on her couch Probably. under the under the blanket. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, like, he had bled all over his stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Danny is like, hey, my sister cleaned you up and, uh, you know, bandaged all your wounds. And what happened? He's like, I got beat up. And he's like, oh, okay, well, here's breakfast. Uh, you know, he's like, I have to go to the market. Um, yeah, Danny's uh, fun in this. Yeah, he's, like, upbeat all the time, which is, like, a weird tone. <laughs> yeah, he's very like, yeah, this is fun, right? He yeah. also is like, yeah, my sister. And he's like, how old is your sister? Because that's why, yeah. Because he's, like, mostly naked, if not entirely naked. Yeah. And he's like, how old is your sister? And she's, yeah. uh, Danny's like, oh, she's, like, 21. And he's like, and she's pretty. <laughs> Which is real weird. Yeah. Like, oh, you got beat up. You should date my sister. Pick, yeah. pick your time, Danny. Yeah. Out on the street, Kyung is walking to the market, and he passes by, like, a dude just, you know, selling stuff on the street, street corner there. Uh, including a balloon of Jack Skellington. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's one of those, uh... You know, where, like, the limbs are, like, crepe paper or whatever hanging off it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's Jack Skellington. I was like, oh, look at that. Crossover. <laughs> sure. Shared universe. Yeah. What's this? What's this? That guy is doing kicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crossover you've always wanted. Yeah, stay tuned for uh, Hunter's uh, Nightmare Before Kick-Ass. I don't know. <laughs> Nightmare Before Kick-Miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now he's doing flips. What's this? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'd watch it, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you um, So the gang see him on the street, and they give chase. Uh, there's a great thing where Tony is just straight up driving his motorbike through a little outdoor cafe-like thing. Yeah. He drives it through the... They have that wooden, like, fencing that's like the latticework fencing. Yeah to partition it off from like the rest of the street and he just drives it right through that and like into numerous tables and jackie has to like run up a table and then like leapfrog over a post that has balloons on it yeah it's a small stunt but a lot could have gone wrong there it's very impressive 
they're basically like chasing him up a parking garage. Yeah. And there's a lot of him like running across and diving in between and stuff. These parked cars uh, and they're giving there's, chase. Like, at one point, a, track, a truck backing up and he's like between the wall and the truck. Yeah. Which yeah. looks he's, yeah. bad and super dangerous. No, no. It's the truck is driving. Oh, oh. Through. Okay. Um, and he like presses himself up against the wall between, yeah, the truck passing by and the wall behind him. And the rear view mirror clips him really hard. Yeah. It's wild. And yeah, he ends up, uh, you know, they kind of corner him. And they're like, you got nowhere to go. Like, you're going to fall five stories or whatever. And he instead climbs up the outside of the garage, up to the roof. There's a guy up there driving one of those, like, open top hauler trucks. But it's full of um, those plastic balls. Yeah. <laughs> they sell, like, you know, um, like department Walmart stores. Or, yeah. and Yeah, like... Yeah. Just those big bouncy rubber balls. His outfit is crazy. The 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 guy driving the ball truck. Oh, he's just a he's just a big dude in a tie-dye t-shirt and for some reason a uh whatchamacallit hat. It's like an American flag, like I don't yeah, I don't know what you'd call that. One of those like oversized hats, but it's got a little tiny brim. It looks it looks like um the Homer Simpsons uh Rasta hat. Rasta hat, like Except it's American flag. Yeah. But it's that, yeah, like, I don't even, yeah, I don't know what the style of that hat is. But yeah, they're looking for Jackie. He's hiding in the ball truck. The guy driving the ball truck can see him. He sees him and Jackie's doing the shush. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this guy doesn't get the hint and is like, hey, what are you doing in my truck? (laughs) So then one of the clowns uh, reaches in and takes off the parking brake and they start pushing the truck and they're just going to push it backwards over the edge of the building. They throw a truck off the top of this uh parking, parking garage, garage. And it's and great jackie you see it fall and all of the balls explode out of it yeah like uh whenever you're a kid and you want to like throw the super ball off the roof and your mom tells you you can't go up there yeah it's, it's a lot like that yeah ridiculous and there's cars coming up the street and yeah. one of them collides with it not hard yeah. it's yeah. already slammed its brakes on but it yeah. makes impact yeah um and they so so enamored with the crime they were committing they forgot to notice whether or not Jackie was still in the truck. Yeah. Because he leapt out of it. Yeah. And they don't notice until like thirty seconds later when he like, you know, does a roll barrel roll and gets up running and they're like, Hey, wait, there he goes. I loved that part. Yeah. Like they're just like, Hey, we fucking just pushed a truck off a fucking building. That's a new low for us. <laughs> they're like, Oh wait, that guy we trying to want to kill, he got away. Yeah, like what a crazy Uh and they corner him again. Yeah. And this is in the background. There's graffiti spray painted on like the the door to the roof uh, mm-hmm. that says "I hate New York, I hate NY." The yeah. popular slogan at the time was "I heart NY." That yeah. was on all the T-shirts and things. I mean, it's, that's been a New York slogan forever. Uh-huh. But um, also wasn't filmed in New York. Was definitely filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> if you look closely, you can find mountains. And also, apparently, there are no mountains in New York. So <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I never looked. Uh, this is the the leap from the building to the fire escape, um, and you know the the door on that top level of yeah. fire escape is open. So Jackie jumps and lands and like th- you know falls forward through because of momentum through into the hallway. And man, yeah, it's incredible. As and talk- nobody has the cojones to follow. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then they're like, the cops are coming. And you know, Jackie goes out on the balcony and is like looking up at, at Tony, and he's like, got that like, I'll get you later. You know, thing. again, most of this movie, you're like, oh, this is a Jackie versus a gang movie. Yeah. 
And then the third act is like, no, no, no. Remember that thing you didn't pay attention to earlier when somebody on a TV you weren't looking at said something about diamonds? That's the that's the movie now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so oh, I we forgot. Um, when they corner him, Angelo's like, well, you know what? If you kiss my ass, we'll call it even. And he pulls his pants down. He's got a cobra tattooed on his ass. And he's like, go ahead, kiss my tattoo right here, right here. And Jackie rips the antenna off a off a car and just starts fucking whipping him with it. Yeah. This is great. Mm-hmm. Guy can't catch a break, you know, and doesn't deserve one because he's a shit weasel. Yeah. It's pretty great. And this is about when the diamonds come into play? Yeah. Some, I don't know, bigger bads are in the back of a car trying to do a diamond deal. Yeah, it's two groups of people we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, The one guys have, uh, like, maybe, I, I think maybe the implication is that they're South African. They had some kind of accent, but again, the dub is weird, you yeah. know, all that. But it's, it's you know... Two, like, it's, well, there's four guys in the car, but there's these four gangster-looking guys. One guy's got, like, a face guard. They're all in suits. They have, you know, like... Yeah, that's the th- You can tell these guys are big time because everybody's wearing suits. <laughs> yeah, and they're in, like, a fancy town car. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Um, as opposed to these it's, fucking... Right, yeah. ...moped motherfuckers, yeah. you know, that we've been dealing with. Um, yeah. And another they guy... They sure aren't the outsiders. <laughs> right. And uh, so, you know, a, a, a limo kind of car pulls up on the other side of the street, and uh, the guys that we're, you know, in the car with are like can we trust him? It's, we don't have any other choice. Blah, blah, blah. These, these are the only guys we know that can deal with the amount of diamonds we have. Yeah, it's hard to get a fence. Right, so the guys come over and it's like, it's a double cross kind of thing, I guess, is the implication. We don't really see the business deal exactly. It's just like... No, but they get mowed down. Uh... Well, then we cut back and then the car, like, we cut back and Tony drops off Nancy and she's like, no, it's okay. You don't have to come up. Like, she's kind of you can tell she's kind of done with the gang. Yeah. Angelo's like, you should ditch her. She's a pain in the ass. Blah, 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 blah. And then they're all like, all right, let's just go, you know, get the fuck out of here. We'll talk later. We see, like, Jackie is pushing Danny up the sidewalk in his wheelchair. And we see these cars come tearing ass around the corner. And they're, like, careening off of a bunch of parked cars. And the one crashes into some storefront. And then the, the, the like, limo, black like, the black car, like, pulls up and the big heavies get out and there are, it's all these like big muscly since you said Vancouver, I'm going to guess hockey guys. <laughs> There's a lot of hockey hair in this crew and they get out and they have like guns and, you know, suits and all this. And they're all wearing black suits. It was also the they early, claim to be the FBI. It was also the earlier nineties. So you do get a bit of like turtlenecks and bigger hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's his, uh, Angelo has, he's like, Oh look, a car crashed. I could probably profit from this. And he opens the door and there's a briefcase and he takes it. And the guy's in there like uh, uh, trying to hold on to it. He's like, no, I'll take it. But then because he's dumb, he stops to open it right on top of the car. So when the, the, the heavies uh, get out, they see him and they start opening fire. And he gets away and they just throw a fucking grenade in the back of the car and it explodes. A lot. Well, he does throw it on top of a box of ammunition. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know that that would work that way. I don't know how that works. You know, like would work. Yeah. If Mythbusters were still around, I would just be like, hey, so... Hey, guys. Yeah, do a grenade. <laughs> like, do a grenade in a car, and then do a grenade on top of a box of bullets in a car, and let me see if the explosions are any bigger, or if you just end up with, like, basically a pipe bomb, like, with bullets shooting out of it. You know? Like, I don't know. I'm not an explosion guy. I like them. I'm, an, I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, Angelo flees into, like, an apartment building, and uh, it's the one that Jackie has pulled him and Danny into... And he, like, ditched Danny's wheelchair out on the landing so they could run up the stairs and hide, you know. 
Angelo trips over it. Yeah, and that's where he he, he sees that the the cushion is uh, like worn out and has a hole in it, so he shoves the diamonds in yeah, there. Which Danny's been bitching about this entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> and so the the it's like you my know, sister's so mean she won't buy me a new cushion. Yeah, that's literally like I think one of his lines. Yeah, he's he's a expository character. Yeah, but uh, so you know the heavy's gonna kill him, but they hear cops. So the, these guys just, like, throw their guns out the window and then throw their gloves out the window and they leave. So Angelo's alive, but he doesn't have the diamonds and it's a whole thing, right? As we as we sort of discussed earlier, so the diamonds are in the, the, the seat cushion for the wheelchair. They go back to, uh, you know, Danny and Nancy's apartment and she has surprised him with a new cushion, which is how the old cushion with the diamonds gets thrown under the couch, kind of. Mm-hmm. She's pretending not to be there because... She knows that Kyung is the guy they've been trying to murder, but is also Danny's friend. But Kyung doesn't know she's from the gang and is also Danny's sister. So she's like, oh, well, if he doesn't see me, then all's good. He won't know, you know. But then she overhears the two of them talking and stuff, and Danny's all like, yeah, you know. Danny straight up says, when I see other kids at the park playing with their sisters, and they have normal legs. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And so she starts crying, and he's like, I just feel bad, and I get mad at myself because I can't, you know, be, like, normal like yeah. they are, or he's whatever. He's got massive Tiny Tim energy in this. Yeah. The the Dickens, you know. <laughs> yeah. God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so um, she starts crying and comes out and is like, no, I love you, you're perfect just the way you are, and all that. It's very nice. And Jackie Chan, like, you know, sees her and is like, oh, it's her. Doesn't say anything. And she starts to say, like, I'm sorry. He goes, no, 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 that's fine. Forget the past. Like, he's just like, he's like, oh, don't, you know, Danny doesn't need to know about this. It's fine. Don't say anything. And uh, Danny's like, do you two know each other? He's like, oh, your sister uh, bumped into me on the stairs. Which is funny because she need him in the crotch. That was the whole, that's what he re- is referring to. Yep. Right in the moose knuckle. <laughs> right in the moose knuckle. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not my term, but it, it applies. It's funny because they're in Vancouver. Yeah, it's true. It's accurate. Yeah. Now, the the burgeoning possible romance, like, neat, cute sort of thing with Elaine is, like, that's out the door. Because um, now he, he you know, yeah. Kyung is all in on Nancy. Um, she, I guess, invites him to come to her work. And her work is, like, a crazy club where she dances in a cage and outside the cage is a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> which she did not mention at all to him. No. Which is, like wild like if i if i met some girl under any circumstances she's like oh you should come to my job i you know maybe she mentioned i'm a dancer at this club and he'd be like oh okay cool and then he shows up and she's in a cage and there's a tiger that she didn't mention i would be like wow but yeah he's like aren't you afraid of the tiger and she goes no we've been friends for years (laughs) which is funny it's cute but of course because like i guess that's how they met in the first place the gang shows up there yeah and she's like oh shit we should go and so then they give Chase again some more. They, like, give him the slip. And this is, like, they, there's a scene of them down on the docks. He says, which I guess maybe is the the pull quote of the film. He says, don't let your situation change you. Change it. Yeah. Which is, like, as as deep as this movie gets, like, with, like, a moral. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, that's a good, that's good advice. So remember that, kids. Don't let your situation change you. Change it. Um... So now they know, I guess, why Nancy's been acting so weird and flaky. So they go to the to the market and they fuck everything up, right? Yeah, they're they're looking for Kyung. Yeah. Um, but he's not there. But 
Meanwhile, the organized crime boys kidnap Lance and the unnamed other guy. Uh, he's, he's the guy with the devil kind of hairstyle. His hair, like, cut and styled up into two big, like, devil horns. They're like, where's Angelo? Where are the diamonds? And, you know, none of them knows what's going on. So yeah. they're, like, legitimately, I don't know. And they they have them, like, they beat, they've been beating them up. They're laying on the ground. They put some wood in the wood chipper. It spits out all the wood chips all over them. And they're like, well, how about this? And they're like, we don't know where Angelo is. Like, please stop beating us. We don't know. If we knew, we would tell you. And uh, then they grab Lance and they just start throwing him in the wood yep. chipper. And we yep. cut away. Which, yeah, that's pretty hard for, <laughs> for so, uh, uh, you know, movies in general. is you know, it's like this and Fargo. Yeah. Maybe something else. <laughs> oh, wood chippers? Yeah. After Fargo, nobody could do it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's been in something here or there, but, like, yeah. after Fargo, it's it's kind of Fargo's thing. Yeah. Which Fargo, I think, was, like, the year after this or something. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the only other thing close uh, that I can think of is the culmination of Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Oh, yeah. That's before. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. It's not a wood chipper so much as a meat grinder, but uh, the effect is the same. Yeah, it's like if you had a room that was also a blender. Yeah. (laughs) Ricky-o, the story of Ricky. We watched it while eating. That was a mistake. (laughs) It wasn't bad, but it wasn't my best decision ever. Yeah. (laughs) Fun time, though. Nancy takes Kyung to their hangout, which we mentioned earlier. It's a cool clubhouse for fun people. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he wants to, you know, yell at them about wrecking the store. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, I have nothing to do with the store. I'm just helping out. Like, yeah. you're not hurting me by wrecking the store. You're hurting yeah. other people. And that pisses me off. But it doesn't really do what you're trying to do. It doesn't right. teach me a lesson. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. So instead... Arguably the best action scene yeah. of the movie. Everybody happens. was kung fu fighting, dude. It's fucking amazing. There's so much stuff in here. Like I can't, I couldn't take notes and watch it. Yeah, they're shoving pinball machines around. Yeah, he walks in. First of all, he walks in and says, "You are all garbage." Yeah, which he does. is incredible. Yeah, that's the best. If you're gonna pick a fight with a whole gang, that's the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you are all garbage. They don't like that, understandably, uh-huh. and they start trying to whoop his ass. It starts with a fist fight between him and Tony on the pool table. Did you notice the lighting uh, rig, like the light uh, fixture? No. So the light fixture above the pool table looks like a chandelier made from every different kind of those like hanging light fixtures that you would see in like a shitty diner or like an old pizza hut like oh, where it kind of looks yeah. like like stained glass or something that's probably yeah. plastic but yeah. it's like all different ones that look like they had been welded together into some super light yeah <laughs> um i think how they would do those cheaply is doing glass with some kind of a gel over it or sure. paint or something sure but, but i'm yeah. just describing the type of yeah, yeah 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 so it's like it's like 20 of them in a big ring but they're all wired together and it's one big super light yeah. which is above the pool table yeah. and then there's other hanging lanterns like around the sides so like every once in a while one one of the the two of them will like miss a punch and they'll just break a light yeah which is cool. Um, Which also, man, like, these kids just need direction. Because, honestly, you got people in there that can do pretty good electrical work. Yeah. You got people there that can trick out, like, the little go-kart and stuff. So, like, definitely, like, you know, vehicle maintenance. Yeah. Like. What they lack is a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Those Fast and Furious movies are good, y'all. Yeah. Gotta watch them. 
Yeah. Um, you gotta watch all of them, though. Yeah, as... You're not as, allowed to only cherry-pick and watch the good ones. You gotta watch the bad ones, too. Yeah, as, as somebody who, like, was like, oh, this doesn't look like it interests me, I got very into them. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fucking unironically and focus your attention, yeah. sit down, put your phone down, just watch these movies. I mean, not all at once. That'll kill a human. Let's space it out. Drink plenty of water. You need to stay hydrated. It's a little bit like that time that it's I walked... It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a little bit like the time I walked in on you watching Top Gear, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you were into cars. And you're like, I'm not into cars. And I'm like, then why are you watching the car show? And you're like, it's not actually a show about cars. It's a show about guys that like cars. Yeah. And this ends up being infinitely more entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, Fast and Furious, like the first couple of movies are kind of cars. Yeah. But it becomes more like... An action series with cars, yes. not a series about cars. It starts off being cars. Well, the first one arguably is cars and, for some reason, DVD players. Yeah. <laughs> and the second <laughs> one is cars. The third one is really cars in a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, and then then it starts to slowly transition. And by the, the final minutes of the fifth one, it's no longer cars exactly. It's, yeah, it's an action. Something bigger. It's an action movie. <laughs> yeah. Where cars are a character, too. Yeah. There's as much of a character as anyone else, and you're like, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah. We're straying into Saturday morning cartoon zones. This is cool. Yeah. And then, by, like, the eighth one, it's, do you remember the cartoon show Mask? Because it's basically Mask. <laughs> where it's it's a bunch of international, intercontinental action heroes who are like, I can make this car climb a whole bunch of trees and you're like mm -hmm. what why how and it's like just because i drive good <laughs> holy yeah. shit and then the ninth one has john cena and it's great yeah arguably he might have been in the other eight you just couldn't see it <laughs> <laughs> i had to you know i had to it's a good joke i'm not proud of it but i'm not embarrassed by it either so they have this fist fight that once Jackie pretty soundly whoops Tony's ass. Then the whole gang is like, well, now we get to fight him. And so then it's just a fucking brawl. It's, it's the titular rumble in the Bronx, right? I guess. Um, maybe. I, I always thought of it as just being like the whole thing of like, again, yeah, Jackie Chan just being a magnet for... So the rumble is his life? That's your... Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, he is the rumble pack and he has just been installed in the Bronx. So yeah, this is the full-on... Him using his environment 100%. He's doing similar stuff like climbing over and ducking under and in and around and all, all the pinball machines. Uh -huh. They're breaking them with bats. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to crush him with them and all yeah. this other shit. And it's all like... He's throwing people in a refrigerator and yeah. using the door and stuff. Yeah, there's... It's him. You know, he's flipping back and forth over refrigerators. He's pulling the door up to block somebody trying to crush him with a TV. Yeah. Like, one was point, this somebody... where there was a uh, shopping cart? Yeah. yeah. I was say, somebody kicks a shopping cart over at him or he pulls it like in the so now he's like sort of crouched on the floor um in a corner between these like refrigerators with the shopping cart pointing out at this guy who's attacking him with a bat and he kicks up into the little safety door thing mm -hmm. you know how shopping carts when you stack them together uh you push the front of the one and the back of the other and the door slips up to let them all nest like that yeah so he kicks well, that up yeah into the guy's face and then somebody else comes for him and he dives up like through it. Like yeah. he climbs up out of it in one fluid motion. Like no human man should be able to do. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And then there's like a side room where I guess they keep all their sports equipment. Cause he comes out of there with a ski. 
And he just starts whooping people's asses with a ski. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. So you can uh, shred the gnar on all those New York mountains. <laughs> yeah. Shred the gnar. Is that ski? Tr- I know it's like, I mean, it's not probably not current, but it was like skateboard stuff. I, wonder, I don't, I don't know. know if that was. Shred the fresh powder. I'm not. I don't. Carve the powder. I don't know. Is that. I don't know. I never was a ski guy or a yeah. snowboard guy. I went skiing once. I went on a ski trip, but I did the thing where you sit in the big donut and you slide down the hill, and that ah. was fun. Uh, I fell on uh, the blade of my ski and cut open my ass a little bit. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that I had actually hurt myself uh, until I got back to the lodge because I was sitting in the snow, so immediately it was cold. Yeah, how bad did you cut yourself? Uh, I mean, so it went through, like, three layers of clothing, because I had on, like... How bad did you cut yourself? Not very badly. Oh, okay. I was yeah. just wondering, like... Yeah, no, I have a little, like, you one... You have to get stitches or anything. No, I have a little okay. one-inch scar on my butt cheek. I've noticed. <laughs> but, no, I went through uh, my long underwear, my jeans, and I just uh, that snow was... pants that I had borrowed from a friend of mine that I ruined. <laughs> I just assumed that it was from your propensity to moon uh, crabs and uh, other pincered animals. Okay. <laughs> Allison's got a new school of uh, comedy. Now, traditional comedy, bourgeois, boring comedians would say the rule is to say yes and. Whereas Allison's new avant-garde and frankly revolutionary comedy school is to say, okay. <laughs> if you could have looked inside my brain, you would have just seen static because... Yeah. <laughs> You... I want to see the hamster fall off its yeah, wheel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the fight ends. Um, Tony calls it off. Uh, he's like, everybody stop. Yeah. And then hey, yo, whoa, wait. somebody else like goes to swing at Jackie and he starts fucking him up with the ski again. And it gets, he gets the one guy where he's hitting him in the head with one end of the ski and the balls with the other end over and over and over. Yeah. And then Tony fires his gun. And he's like, I said, knock it off. And he's like, you win. Okay. Get out of here. And Jackie, like, turns, and he says, like, he, he, he reprimands them. It's, he goes, like, you know, this is what you do. Like, you're the scum of the earth. Don't you see that? Like, you're not helping people. You're just hurting people. And, like, this is, you know, this is the life you want. As he's walking out, um, he says something in Cantonese, right? I thought so. Tony goes, what did he say? And the guy translates, uh, the one gang member that speaks Cantonese. And he's like, oh, and we get the subtitles, which says, uh, I hope the next time we meet, we won't be fighting. We will be drinking tea. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, Tony's like, did he mean that? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I think so. He did. (laughs) Which I was like, that's kind of cool. And then like, uh, you know, Nancy's like, I'll go get your jacket. And then when she goes back in for the jacket, that's when the devil horn guy comes in with the two trash bags. And this is, this is the fight that I tuned in in the middle of. Yeah. So I saw the craziest shit I'd ever seen people do. I was like, oh, holy shit. It's yeah. so fast. It's so fast. There's so many people trying to hit him with so many baseball bats and things. And he's just like doing like monkey flips and shit. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Followed by some guy coming in with trash bags of his friends. Of his friend Lance. Yeah. They start to piece everything together, and Jackie's like, listen, we have to go to the cops. And Tony's like, I don't truck with cops. Ooh, hey, oh, oh, hey. And he goes, well, they're not the cops, they're the FBI. So they're not. They're the, like, the, the organized yeah. crime beefy yeah. boys yeah, that we saw earlier. Yeah, they were the earlier. FBI because they were in suits, but they are. Well, they were in suits, and they told him, we're the FBI, call yeah. us, here's a car. Yeah. They call the, my note says, quote, FBI. They find Angelo, they're roughing him up. He tells them where the cushion's at, then he takes off. So Jackie's like, all right, I'll go. I'll show you 
you know, I'll take you to where the diamonds are. They're holding Nancy and the rest of the gang and stuff hostage. So it's two armed guys escort Jackie back. Danny's in the apartment. Yeah. They rough Danny up. Yeah. Uh, they destroy his new cushion. Well, because they heard that the diamonds it was in the were cushion, in the yeah. cushion. And it, there wasn't the detail that there were multiple cushions floating around. Yeah. And Jackie didn't know what the hell was going on. So, no. um, you know, it takes him a minute. He gets knocked down to the ground and he sees the old cushion underneath. And he goes, oh, he goes, I think I know. I think this is it. And the guy's like, you know, pointing a gun at him. The other guy is in the bedroom with Danny because Danny's like, oh, my sister has diamonds, meaning like her costume jewelry, which is like, you know, costume jewelry. Yeah, because Danny's a kid and he didn't know. Right. And it's, it, but it's clearly not seven million dollars worth of diamonds or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> so um, Jackie, when he's crawling over to the couch to get the cushion, he puts his hand on Danny's crutch and he, he has that like, I have an idea. Uh-huh. So he gets the cushion, and when he's standing up, he, like, uses his one foot to roll the crutch up onto the toe of his other foot. Yeah. And then when he hands off the diamonds to the guy, he kicks it up and starts beating that guy up. And then the dude in the bedroom hears the commotion, comes out, and Jackie Chan does a cartwheel from the floor up onto the couch in which he picks up the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and points it directly at that guy as he comes through the doorway right next to the couch. It's awesome. Uh, We used to do drills like that. When I did Taekwondo. No, but that was like a tumble that we specifically practiced was picking up something. The Jackie Chan gun pickup? Yeah. Is that what they called it? No. <laughs> they should have. No, but like the trick to that is, I mean, like gauging when to start your roll so that you're... And the gauge of the gun. So that you're in range to grab it as you're rolling and then also making sure you're rolling across your shoulders so that you're not like hurting yourself. What? What do you mean? If you're doing a tumble. Oh, you mean like a yeah. multiple somersault yeah. type thing. Yeah. He just does kind of one cartwheel. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. All right. But yeah, if you're doing like a, a, gotcha, gotcha, a gotcha. roll, yeah, make I gotcha. sure you're not, you know, fucking yourself up. And then a lot of it's also gauging, yeah, where you need to be so that at the point in your roll, you can pick Rabbit. up yeah. and, and not stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, it, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying like, yeah, I actually... That no, no, is, I know it's is, not easy. That is something that you get taught how to do. I know it's not easy because I've never seen it really in anything, like, before or since. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do it with a, a hand target, and the idea was that you'd throw you'd it at the, the end. pick the gun up and then shoot the target? No, you'd throw it oh. at the end of your roll. So it was rolling down, pick up, throw as you're standing up. Okay. In all one motion. Why don't you ever do this to, like, put away groceries or whatever? <laughs> it sounds very efficient. <laughs> I've never once seen you apply this in your everyday life. Yeah, I'll try it with the eggs next time. <laughs> so you're that good. Why is our grocery bill like three times as high? And the wall's all sticky and it <laughs> smells awful. So. I have no idea if I could still do that, though. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll try it out. Video in the yeah, video sure. on our feed. Yeah. Anyway, so the big dude, um, the Jackie has the gun pointed at him, you know. But Jackie doesn't want to kill him because that's counterproductive. He just wants yeah. his friends back. And he keeps telling him, like, I just want, you got to let my friends go. And the guy's like, nah, get get bent, you know. So Jackie punches him in the face and he's like, nah, that's not going to do it. So then um, Danny throws him a football helmet and Jackie cracks that guy across the jaw with it. Yeah. And the guy's like bleeding from his mouth. And he's like, nah, that's not going to do it. And then somehow, from somewhere, Danny pulls out a fucking pipe wrench. <laughs> and he says to Jackie, and Jackie holds it. The guy goes, okay, okay. Because he knows 
Jack, you'll <laughs> crack them with it. Then it's a whole bunch of really annoying, like, double-crossing where they're like, okay, we'll let you, you know, we'll give you your friends. And then um, the big boss, who we find out in a minute, uh, is, goes by the name White Tiger. White Tiger's like, sure, yeah, we'll make a deal. And then as soon as he hangs up, he's like, we don't deal. So he's like, fucking, that guy owns that store, so go fuck the store up. Yeah. And Jackie goes there, and he's got the diamonds with him, and he's talking to Elaine in the office, and she gave everybody a break to go on lunch and lock the door up behind him, but that didn't do shit. Because, uh, yeah, the organized crime boys, the beefy boys show up, and they hook all these chains up to all the supports in the building, and then they just... They, they rip the front off the building. They, they have a guy... At gunpoint, drive a truck away that rips the entire building down. They Beethoven 2 the fuck out of this grocery That's store. true. Wait, was Beethoven 2? Beethoven 2 was before this, right? Oh, God, was it? <laughs> I feel like Beethoven was 92 or 93, so Beethoven 2 would be the year after or something. Beethoven 2 was in 1993. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is... What's the third one? There has to be a third one. Like, in the 90s, there had to be ripping an entire building down. If anybody knows... <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of the episode. We'll give you an email address. Sure. Okay, so... Yeah, they pulled the whole thing down. Elaine was in the bathroom. Uh, Not so, anymore. Well, I guess well, she's, she's still, still in the bathroom. bathroom but the bathroom is the, only has the three sides. And it's, yeah. yeah. Um, so now, now Jackie's really pissed, I guess. So he calls the real cops. Um, they put a wire on him. It's one of those head microphones. Where it's not like the thing they tape to your abdomen like in most cop movies. It's like a microphone they clip in your hair. He's going to go and they tell him, the, 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 the lead detective specifically tells him, you got to get him to admit to the crimes they've done and to say names and places. And you got to, you know, it's got to be very clear or else we got nothing. Yeah. And Jackie the whole time is like, right, but I don't give a shit about this. I just yeah. want to get my friends back. And they're right. like, yeah, hey, we got your back. And the whole time I think Jackie's like, I don't fucking know if you do. You haven't been here this entire movie with all the property damage that's happened before. <laughs> yeah, you're barely in this movie, Chief. <laughs> so he goes, it's like a little dockside cafe. Um, and, you know, he's trying to, he's like, oh, the diamonds, they were from that robbery. And, uh, you know, that didn't seem to go so well for those other guys that, you know, you must have killed them after the robbery, right? And how do I know I can trust you? And the guy's like, just, they're mine. They're my diamonds. Give them to me. And it's a whole thing, and then Jackie slips up and calls the boss White Tiger, which is a thing he only learned from the cops. So then they're like, oh, he must be working with the cops. They they lead him away by being like, oh, well, we got your friends. The boss wants to meet you. We'll show you right over here. And they go into basically, it looks like the exact same boathouse kind of as, um, I guess all boathouses maybe are built the same. But it's kind of like the end of uh, Ace Ventura, mm -hmm. where it's, you know, a narrow kind of plank walkway around the edge of a room to fit a boat in. Yeah. So... They got guns on him. They find the microphone. And then Jackie, like when they're distracted, kicks the one guy in the water and, you know, tries to get away. He ends up getting stuck between two of the boathouses, mm -hmm. similar to the way he was between the wall and the truck before. But now he's like stuck, stuck. And they're going to kill him. Luckily, the detective is like looking for him mm -hmm. and sees these guys and, you know, opens fire. They have a little brief shootout. The guys run away. And then Jackie goes to give chase because if they get away, they're going to kill his friends. And here is where we come to why this is an awesome, like, climax. Yeah, they run down to the waterfront. They're, like, firing into the air. Everybody get the fuck out of here. And they're like, where's the boat captain? And they find the boat captain. And then the boat captain turns on the engine. And it's not a boat. It's a hovercraft. 
And I was just, I remember being like 12 years old and being like, hovercraft. <laughs> so cool. Because <laughs> like, I've seen some action movies and none of them ever ended with a hovercraft. No. The closest you like, get maybe is like fan boats. Yeah. Like this is like some James Bond shit of like exotic uh, transports. Yeah. And like, and just, mm-hmm. yeah, that's something you've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, Jackie manages to like, I don't even like, it's, it's not actually a, a water ski toe, but he's kind of. Well, so he climbs up the mast of a sailboat. Yeah. Hops over to another mast, which he d- uses like in that Cirque du Soleil way to like, like it bends down mm-hmm. and lets him out onto the uh, support strut of the bridge nearby. Yeah. So that he can jump down onto the hovercraft as it goes past. Yeah. So if you watch this carefully, because they only got one take of it. Yeah. Because when he jumps, he breaks his ankle. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Not the character, not Kyung, Jackie Chan. So then everything after this. He's doing with with, a waterproofed cast. He's got a cast on. Yeah. And then they made, it's in the, this is in the blue piece at the end. They made a like rubber sock sleeve thing that looks it's airbrushed it's, and it's shit. Painted to look like his. It sneaker. looks like his sneaker, <laughs> and it fits on and it fills out the dimensions of what the sneaker would be with like rubber or latex or whatever it's made yeah. out of and support, I guess, to even yeah. it out so it's not rolling around. But the whole rest of the movie, he's doing with a fucking cast on, and you cannot tell. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I don't know if it was shot in order or whatever, or how much time, but like he definitely does more scenes in this sequence. Yeah. It's fucking wild, There were dude. actually a lot of uh, broken legs in this movie. Yeah, Jackie um, Chan broke his foot in this sequence. Uh, but that's the take they use in yeah. the movie. Uh, I think Francois Yip uh, broke her leg during the uh, uh, driving over people's parked cars sequence. Oh my god. And then two other stunt people had broken legs. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, you see them uh, carting her off in the, in the bloopies as well. Wow, holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, just a lot of uh, (laughs) injuries on this. Yeah, a lot of stunts, man. But, yeah. Shit's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, nobody died. And nothing was like, you know, I mean, like, they were were breaks, so, like, kind of serious, but nothing, like, life-threatening as far as I'm aware of. Sure. Um, So, now Jackie is on the hovercraft. Uh, He kind of, like rolls off the side and his again this is like the the silent film comedy type thing yeah his foot gets caught in the rope and then he's getting dragged behind yeah uh the the, the hovercraft yeah and then he's just doing he's yeah basically water skiing yeah he's water skiing <laughs> he's on, on his <laughs> kind of bare feet but i mean like in sneakers yeah and he's they're doing stunts i mean maybe yeah. it's not all jackie it probably is i mean yeah he usually does all of his own stunts yeah and then you know, sometimes there'll be, like, other stunt actors yeah. for other things. But, like, it's just, yeah. So it's uh-huh. him water skiing. Um, they, you know, they run through some fishing boats. And the one of the, you know, a couple times the boats overturn. And Jackie, like, has to ski over them, you know, or, like, hits him with his ass. And, like, yep. it's, you know, it's, again, mm-hmm. comedy. Because then you get to see him, like, while skiing, like, rub his butt and be like, ow, that hurt. Yeah. It's great. And then they drive that thing onto land. Yeah, then they're like, ah, we'll run them aground. And cannot be done. No. It's a hovercraft. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a little girl I mean, building a sandcastle. I imagine it works less good on land. 
I think this is at this point this is mostly fiction. Yeah, um, but boy, is it fun to watch. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> so there's this little girl building this very elaborate sandcastle, and um, the hovercraft is like bearing down on her, and she's oblivious to it. And Jackie Chan runs in and grabs her, and he's running away with her. And then you get some ADR of some woman being like, "My baby." And he throws what is 100% guys, not a doll. I'm not kidding. It's not a doll. Don't even say that it looks like a doll. That's rude to the, the little girl. She has a very serious illness. It's called dollitis. Yeah. Where when things are dangerous, she looks more like a doll than she did five minutes ago. <laughs> it's like, it's straight up like almost a Cabbage Patch doll that they're using. Yeah. Like it's, her skin tone is not like the skin, skin tone of the little girl. Like the limbs are doing crazy bullshit. The limbs are stuffed. They are not like <laughs> articulated to move like human limbs. It's so funny to me. Yeah. And I didn't notice it when I was like, I was just like, oh my God, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> so he throws this doll. The lady catches it. Everything's fine. And then Jackie gets run over by the hovercraft, which means he's buried in the sand. Yeah. Which is a f- hilarious guy. Yeah, so it, it goes past and he like you yeah, know, it goes past and he's gone. Yeah, and then he stands up out of the yeah. out of the sand. It's great. Um, yeah. So, um, it ends up it goes through like this, midtown. Yeah, this thing's like driving down the street. <laughs> yeah, he's he climbs on top of it. He narrowly avoids getting clipped by a bus when it rides up against the side of a bus. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets thrown off as it like you know kind of crashes in midtown. Um, he like rolls under a truck. He rolls under a truck. It it runs over top of a Lamborghini. It takes it strips all the paint, all the paint off, off the and car. the spoiler on the back of the car. Yeah. And uh, you know, so the guy and his date get out of the car. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like my, my car. Oh my gosh, my car. <laughs> and Jackie Chan it just sees this car sitting there, and he's like, "Well, that's what I need." And yeah. then he, I swear to God, it's the funniest thing in any movie that's ever been made. He reverses he, it he, under the truck. No, no, oh. he looks over to his left. Ah. And there's just a weapon store. Oh, right. And right, in the window right. is yeah. an enormous fucking sword yeah. that has giant saw teeth. And he just goes, that's what I need. And yeah. he goes in and I guess buys it. Or takes it, you know. <laughs> they don't show it. Yeah, so. no. But, yeah. But since he didn't just smash the window and take it, since he went into the store, yeah. I'm guessing he paid for it. Maybe. So then he leaves. It's huge. It's like yeah. eight foot long. Yeah. And he gets in the car, reverses underneath the truck, breaks the doors off. Yeah. And then starts driving, playing chicken with the hovercraft, and the He's guy... He's going to joust with this hovercraft, <laughs> well, that's and the, the thing. hovercraft is going to lose to that's... this pointy fucking car. That's the thing, is, you know, the other, the beefy boy's in there with the gun on the captain, and he's like, run him down. And, you know, Jackie Chan sticks the sword out, and then, like, wedges it against the side of the car with his foot. Yeah. And then just, like, swerves at the last minute and guts the airbag yeah. under this thing, and... Y'all, Jackie Chan killed a hovercraft with a sword. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's it's one of the greatest things. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things. If the movie ended there, even if it just cold ended, the end. You can put text on screen like everyone was yeah. fine. Yeah. I'd be like, that movie is five stars. Yeah. The fact that what happens next happens makes it somehow slightly better because it's so goofy and weird. Yeah. What happens next is we got to go after white tiger. <laughs> yeah. What happens next is when, when the bad guys, when the beefy boys called their boss, he was playing golf. Yeah. And so I, I, maybe there was dialogue in here where they were like, Oh, we triangulated. We know his location, whatever. Maybe when, maybe one of the beefy boys flipped on him. I don't remember. But what happens is 
the cops are like, we're going to go get White Tiger. And then I guess somebody, Jackie Chan maybe, was like, I have an idea of exactly how to do that. Mm-hmm. And it involves the cops hilariously duct taping. Shut. <laughs> duct taping the hovercraft back together. Yeah. And then letting Jackie Chan pilot it across a golf course where he runs down White Tiger with it. <laughs> yep. It strips all the man's clothes off his back. Yeah. He is ass to the ass. wind. Yeah. In the middle of this golf course. It's it's straight up is like bow, bow, bow. It's yeah. like it's like a jackass bit. Yeah. Like the the yeah. golf course hovercraft. Yeah. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> they just fucking run Bam Margera down with a hovercraft. It's yeah. wild. And the cops are like, yep, this is totally illegal and everything is fine. <laughs> And then, There's like, some little throwaway dialogue of like, oh, what are we going to say happened? Well, those street toughs took that hovercraft. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. <laughs> like, Yeah, so the, it, the end of the movie is straight up Jackie Chan runs over White Tiger, strips all the clothes off the man's back. It cuts inside the hovercraft where he, yeah. Elaine, and Nancy are all just like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then credits. Yeah, it's like the end of like any sitcom or whatever and then the credits just start and like a jaunty song plays and they show the bloopies yeah fuck dude (laughs) it doesn't make a lot of sense but it also doesn't have to no it makes no sense no it makes no sense that the cops are like yep yep this can happen yep 100 (laughs) percent yeah and there's no scene of like jackie chan being like i know what we have to do it was seriously just that the production had rented a hovercraft. <laughs> yeah. like, we better get our money's worth out of it. Yeah. Now we still got six more hours on this hovercraft? All right. I think I figured out what the end of the movie is. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude. Boy. Yeah. It's fun. This just... is... It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's so wild, and it mm-hmm. completely, like... it. It's the, it's the Fast and Furious 5 thing of, like... It starts off being one thing, and then it commits so hard... To yeah. swinging it just past the line that you... Th- like, just through the barrier that you thought was, like, where it made sense. Yeah. But it all holds together somehow because of the, you know, the tone of it, the the inherent comedy of Jackie Chan at this point, you know, like... It's fucking incredible. Yeah. So, Hunter, what kind of a watch is this for you? This movie is a great watch! Oh my god, this movie's amazing. I'll sit back down. The movie's great. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Even though Jackie Chan has made better movies, movies that I would also rate five stars, this will probably always be my favorite because it's the first one I saw. And it's that thing that I don't know if it can really happen. I mean, like, I know streaming services, a lot of them have, like, a live TV type option. Like, you can turn on Shutter and it's just playing movies. Yeah. And I think other a lot of other things do that as well. But like having that sort of a thing happen doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. there's you know there's so many things in my life that I found, yeah. and they just felt not not because I found them because I found other things that didn't resonate with me the same way. But sure. there were certain things where I found that felt so much like they were made for me that like it was like magic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jackie Chan like finding Jackie Chan when I I never heard of him. Nobody I knew knew who he was. Like, I had, for years at school was telling people, were like, oh, who's Stallone that's, or Schwarzenegger? And I'm like, Jackie Chan. And they're like, who? That's so weird to me because, like I said, I, I grew up with Jackie Chan movies. Like, Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm 70 years older than you. 
but no, I mean, like, you know, and, like, was watching some of his older stuff before we were even putting out, like, you know, Rush Hour and Shanghai Noon and stuff. Yeah. No, I know, but, like, yeah. yeah, I would always be like, no, I like Jackie Chan. And people were like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, yeah, he's amazing. He's, like, an actual, like, superhuman. Yeah. The, in a different way than Schwarzenegger was. Yeah. Because he was also superhuman. Yeah. When I, you know, knew people or found out people I knew not only knew what that was, but liked it. I was like, oh my God, right? Like, yeah. it's incredible. I had a a different experience just because, you know, girls and girly stuff and whatever. And so a lot of my friends weren't really as into some of the same things that, you know. And like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think my tastes are particularly, you know. They were into pretty ponies. You were into fancy ponies. No, like, I watched uh, Batman the Animated Series, like, religiously. That was one of my favorite cartoons, and that yeah. was very big into my whole, like, I like, you know, mysteries and detectives and stuff. And, yeah. you know, that... Mark Hamill. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I mean, also, like, I think another really formative series for me was uh, the British, uh, the Avengers. Oh, yeah. Which my library had VHS tapes, and so I would get those... Um, the one time my dad got <laughs> kind of eyebrow shamed by a librarian because they used to put uh, Diana Reagan kind of revealing cat suits on the cover of these. Yeah, to sell. And so, like, a couple of them looked a little risque, um, but the actual, like, show wasn't really all that cheesecake-y. No, no. Yeah. Um, but it did look pretty dubious the couple of times that <laughs> we were get- renting them from the library. <laughs> Like that, that man is renting the ass Avengers again. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I mean, so that was another one where I really enjoyed it. That got a little sillier. Yeah. You know, but yeah, uh, that, that, that kind of stuff. And yeah, there wasn't a lot of people that I knew that were fans of those until I, until I got older. And then I was like, oh, this is actually a very, you know, well liked, well loved series. It's just that I didn't have too many people. Yeah. I mean, even, even well, uh, yeah, I guess the, the Avengers is, like, from the 70s, so not as many people. The but Avengers, like, I mean, that thing is, like... But, like, I knew... It was very popular, yeah. but, like, not yeah. really here. Yeah, I, I met a few people in high school, though, that were familiar with it, and yeah. that, you know, we'd talk the, about it. Um, uh, maybe it was PBS or somebody used to show it. They yeah. would show old Doctor Who. Yeah. They would show... Uh, and sci-fi, when I first had a black box cable box, mm-hmm. um, that was the first time I got sci-fi, yeah. I think. Let's and they, also... they used to show that and, um, what's the other, The Prisoner. Oh, yeah, The Prisoner. Yep. Yeah. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, also, like, Monty Python, I found yes. out yeah. after, because this wasn't how I watched it, but, um, on any time that it was broadcast on American television, any anything that they were cutting because they didn't think it would, like, translate. Yeah, it was too British. Yeah, yeah. They would just put in the uh, Dead Parrot sketch, and so that's why everybody that I knew was like, oh my god, yeah, the Dead Parrot in, sketch. it's in more episodes than any other yeah. skit. And I was like, yeah, so but I mean... So chances are, like, if you watched it long enough, you would see it many times. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, I was renting, you know, tapes. Yeah. So, I saw the, the Blancmange tennis tournament, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever. That they probably weren't, uh, you know, showing on American television. Um, and yeah, and I couldn't understand why everybody was obsessed with the parrot sketch because like it was good, but it wasn't clearly the best, but yeah. And then I found out, oh, it's because everybody else saw it a bunch and I didn't have the same viewing experience. Yeah. Which I mean, it's kind of what you were just talking about where like, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we know how we, we've known this whole time how I felt about yeah. this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would also say this is a great watch. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't think Jackie Chan has made too many bad movies. Um, also, <laughs> the couple of times that he does, sometimes they're so bad that they're very funny. Like, I find Shanghai Nights entertaining in a way that it's not meant to be. Um, Again, you and, you're, you're you dumping watch... on Shanghai Nights. It's not good at all, especially yeah. when compared to the original. Yeah. Uh, the, the Shanghai Noon, which is, like, yeah. really well made on all fronts. Yeah. Shanghai Nights is very sequel Yeah. It's very, like, oh, you um, like this, we'll do it again. You you know, we need to we need to add a new character, so we add a new character. Yeah. Like, these are the rules of sequels, sure. so we follow them. Sure. But it's not bad, bad. Okay. But also, I know, like, City Hunter got a lot of flack when that came out, which was a live-action anime remake. Uh... Is it an anime or is it a manga? Maybe it's a manga. I don't know. Um, but it was something that you and I watched on, like, a, a Jackie Chan, like, multi-disc set. Yeah. Uh, that is is very funny in a very campy kind of way. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and at so, one point, a parody Street Fighter. Yeah. So that's one of those things where, like, yeah, even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. <laughs> it's not bad, though. <laughs> he rides a dolphin. <laughs> He, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He fires a machine gun while riding a dolphin. You left out an important part. I feel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's it was the background of my phone for yeah. like two years. Yeah, we're gonna have to turn this off and go watch City Hunter again because apparently I forgot. It's so important good. parts of it. But yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, my point is, I don't think Jackie Chan makes bad movies. I think he pretty across the board makes good movies. Maybe they're not exactly the movie you were expecting, but. It's usually going to be a good time in some respect. But, yeah, this is, you know, front to back, like, a pretty good movie. And definitely a very entertaining movie. And so I would say it is a great watch, and it is a recommended watch. Yes, 100%. All right. Allison, thanks, as always, for doing this with me. Oh, thank you, Hunter. If y'all listening would like to email us with any of the many things or questions or anything you have, Jackie Chan recommendations, perhaps. Mm. Sorry, Goose is in the studio and he's rubbing his face on the table. Hi, Goose. Um, if you'd like to email us with any of the things we've asked for or anything you want to tell us or ask us, you can do so at Right Hate Watch Great Watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at H W G W Podcast. Both of those accounts. You can get us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on the Movie John Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please consider supporting the Movie John Patreon. That's patreon.com slash movie J-A-W-N John. Lots of good stuff there. More coming all the time. It supports us. It supports our friends. It's great. It's good and you would like it. Uh, you can get physical copies of the zine you can get a subscription physical subscription to the zine that we put out uh, quarterly or you can get it digital if you're not into owning physical stuff it's also a little cheaper to get it digital if that's a major concern and uh, yeah it's all good it's all good you'll find something to love there's so much good writing and uh, good good great content uh from movie john and amongst the other podcasts not just ours mm-hmm. and remember don't let your situation change you change it well that's the only other quote it's either that or you are all trash (laughs) (laughs) or they killed Lance oh they killed Lance alright alright bye thanks
killed my hamster. <laughs> He's fine. Give him a minute. Stay <laughs> hydrated. Um, you can make it pickles. <laughs> Don't go towards the light. Pickles the hamster. That's a good hamster name. <laughs> so food names are good for animals. Food names are good for animals. That's true. Yeah. Uh. So. I wrote a movie one time with my friends, like a horror script, and uh-huh. um, I was like, oh, we'll, we'll set this in, like, this scene, we'll film it in my room at my house. And I was like, oh, my cat will probably be in it, because, like, the cat's always around, and I can't really bother to cat wrangle, like, so I was just like, I put in the script, I'm like, if the cat shows up, the cat's name is Pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it just seems like a good cat name, and you know what? I was right. This has been a Movie John podcast.